Blog Talk Radio. notice that God is all around you in everyone and everything? What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning. Say yes to spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. My name is Tracy Brown. And I'm Leslie Moni. Welcome. And we are so glad you have joined us today. Our theme today for today's show is growth or growing or anything related to that. What are things you can do to support growth in your spiritual maturity? And that's where we're going to focus, growing in spiritual maturity. So we, we all grow every day. <laughs> we all grow older. We hopefully grow wiser. We grow smarter. Hopefully we grow more loving. We grow in lots of ways. But much of our conversation today will be about how do we support our own growth in our sp- spiritual maturity? What challenges come up? that challenge you in your personal spiritual growth, and as we always try to do, what practices do we use that help us, that support us, that encourage us to grow spiritually. So I hope you're buckled up, strapped in, and ready to have a great conversation about spiritual growth. We always take a few minutes and connect the dots between previous shows. And so, Leslie, how about talking a little bit about last week's theme, which was listening. Listening. And I uh, I had a good week of kind of reflecting on that and, and listening to how I listen and who I'm listening to. And we had some wonderful comments uh, put onto the site one, uh, John Woolard, and I'm going to mess up people's last names. So. No, you're not. I do not affirm that for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, John. I could say John. He talked about knowing that he has a knot in his stomach when it's the voice of man, and when spirit speaks to me, it is if I were hearing an old friend. And I think that's a really nice point, that if we really are paying attention to our bodies, our bodies really do talk to us. And, and there can be some cues that our bodies will send to us without fail if we're going into the ego. And I'm really aware of mine, the back of the neck. I think I talked about that last week. But I really encourage people to think about that and get in touch with your body. Right. And so often when we're not aware of how it shows up in our bodies, it happens all the time, but mm-hmm. we don't notice it. And ego is, is running our lives and we're listening to the wrong voice. Right. Um, or we're not, we don't realize we're listening. We just go act. We just go do things. Um, John and two other people from um, the LinkedIn group, Spiritual Living, made comments about, uh, about this idea of listening to spirit and how do you know the difference. Um, so we're really, really glad that they took the time to do that. Yes, Rodney and Richard both uh, made comments. I encourage you to go on the website and kind of pull them up because they're, they're good things to read and to remind yourself and just kind of get into a conversation with each other, too, through the comment section of getting to, uh, some personal experiences as you're going through the week and maybe reflecting on the topic for the week. Yeah. So this week is growth, and we'll take a break and come back at, uh, in about 30 seconds, and we'll talk about growth and growing and how we support each other in that process day to day. This is Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. I'm going to share a, a 
story from Guy Finley. It's in the book, Freedom from the Ties That Bind, The Secret of Self-Liberation. And isn't self-liberation what our spiritual growth is about? Liberating ourselves from, you know, the, the limitations of the human world and true self-liberation is when we are living in a way that's really in alignment with our spiritual truth. This story is called An Important Life Lesson About Self-Liberation from a Bird in a Block. One morning, just before sunrise, I was up and sitting in my favorite chair, waiting for my favorite part of each morning, the coming of the birds. My outdoor patio, besides housing my bonsai trees, is a haven for little feathered creatures. Of course, their affection for the location probably doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I set out lots of seed for them. The small finches and sparrows love to hop in and out of my collection of diminutive trees, which sit on makeshift shelves of old timbers supported by cinder blocks. It's great fun to watch their aerobatics as each little band of birds flies in and competes for the seed I've thrown on top of the boards and the blocks. This particular morning, though, something amazing took place just as the sun made its appearance. As usual, the patio area was a beehive of bird activity. I was watching one bright male finch who was having a great time fleeting in and out of the cinder block's open cells, chirping and fighting off various intruders. He was as busy as a bird could be. And then something strange happened. The flitting finch suddenly came to a dead stop. He just froze right where he stood in the center of one of those bottom cinder block's open cells. I quickly checked all the other birds' behavior, as I knew that sometimes when a predator is around, a bird will try that freeze tactic for self-protection. But not one of the other birds was acting nervous or worried. What had happened to this one frozen finch? There was no visible explanation for his strange behavior. A full five minutes later, I began to worry that maybe something was organically wrong with this little stiff bird. Even when his band of friends finally took off for parts unknown, he remained motionless, glued right where he was. I was completely baffled. And then I saw it. There was an explanation after all, but it was almost too much to believe. My earlier suspicion proved to be the right one. The little finch was actually transfixed in fear, but the source of his paralyzing fear was nothing other than his own shadow. As unbelievable as it sounds, here's what had happened. Just at the moment when the finch had hopped into the opening of that one cinder block cell, the sun had reached enough of a zenith to create tall morning shadows. And at that very moment, dark shapes, including his, were cast onto the concrete floor through the window of the cinder block cell. Only the finch didn't know that what he perceived as an unknown silent stalker was really just his elongated shadow. The happy ending to this strange story of the bird in the block came a minute or two later when the sun had then moved high enough in the sky to make the morning shadows vanish from the patio floor. As if by magic, the finch was released from his cell, and off he flew, chirping out his hard-fought victory over the menacing figure he had faced and fooled. In scale, meaning in much the same way, only at a different level, this true story of the bird in the block tells the tale of the ties that bind our lives, too. For just as our feathered friend was held temporary prisoner by a phantom shape with no substance, we too have long been captives of nothing, nothing, that is to say, other than the shadows of our own thoughts. How is this possible? How is this possible? So when we talk about growing, we talk, in my opinion, we talk about not being afraid of things because we know the spiritual truth. Mm -hmm. We know that there is nothing that can harm us. And we realize that many of the things that limit us, we ourselves give them meaning. Right. We see a certain thing, someone makes a specific comment, and 
we magnify it, we enlarge it, and then we, our actions are based on the story we've made up instead of taking a deep breath and saying, wait a minute, what's really going on here? Or what do I know to be true in spite of the appearance? And many times somebody will say something very innocent and it will trigger something from my past and then I'm gone in my past. And they're sitting there going, wait, 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 wait. I didn't say anything about your fat stomach. You know, I said that was a cute shirt. You know, and I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, they were looking at my stomach. And I can go off into that shame or off into that freezing like that bird, and that absolutely shuts down growth. Then I have no opportunity, and that conversation is lost to me. Whatever that person is saying to me, I'm so caught up in my anxiety, my embarrassment, that has nothing to do with what's going on, that anything that I could glean or take away or grow from that conversation is lost because I'm back in my old past of negative self-talk and negative and listening to myself. So it all kind of keys back to listening, who are we listening to, and how does, how does that impact our ability to grow and grow forward. Didn't you have a, a cute little phrase last week or something, grow forward, grow you did. I know you did. I'm sure I, read I did, it. but it was, it was last week. Exactly. Well. Instead of go forward, you were like, grow forward. And I think that, you know, we are always growing. And, and, and again, it's a choice. Are we growing forward or are we, you know, just kind of growing backwards or staying stagnant? I'm really glad to have you to be my memory. You know, I am a good memory for the good things you say, right? right? <laughs> I let go of all the bad. I don't remember any of that. So. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that growing is, is challenging. And yes, I'm struck by how everything we talk about is connected. So Mm -hmm. as long as we are talking about spirit, spiritual growth, the spiritual reality, spiritual truth, I mean, it's impossible to separate Mm -hmm. love from peace, from ego, a discussion about ego and listening from growth, because growth is how do we pull it all together in our lives so that we are ever expanding, that we are ever growing, that we are ever becoming stronger in our spiritual truth and more consciously choosing when we allow our human truth. So this this series that we're doing both at Unity Church of Dallas and the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, the quest for Christ consciousness, um, based on, or in, not based on, but inspired by the paintings of Peter Rogers, a lot of this whole series, this seven weeks, is about growing in your Christ consciousness and what do you need to do, right? What are things you can do? How do you use your spiritual practices to consciously choose to grow? And I think yesterday in Reverend Petra's talk, she talked about how as as in the paintings we see mind, form, and what's the third one? Speech. Speech, thank you. Mind, form, and speech. As we grow into the Christ consciousness, they get lighter and some of the um, spiritual principles become more illuminated. And I think it's such a, a subtle change sometimes. And I know in 12-step programs we talk about, you know, it's a, a program of progress, not perfection. Yes. And I would constantly, when I used to um, do therapy, I would have people come in and sit down and, you know, they'd work on or do some stuff, work on for about a month, two months, they'd be in therapy, and they're like, I do not understand why I am not healed. And I'm like, how old are you? They're like, 52. I'm like, how long have you been doing this? 35 years. Well, it's been two months, you know. So it's really, I think we have such an expectation of um, that growth, once I identify the issue or once I, you know, that it's just going to be some sort of instantaneous change. And Sometimes that does happen. Certainly I'm not discounting the possibility of that, but more so it is a process and it's a, it's a journey. And if we can really dive into that and get excited about that, then we can really grow continuously. Otherwise, I think we start and stop, start and stop. Right. And it does start with, in our mind, saying, I claim this new thing. Or yes. I want my life to be, I, I not just want my life to be, but now my life is. Yes is a different, mm-hmm. you know, a different thing, a different process. Um, I am now abundant. I mm-hmm. am, we, and we claim that, and you're right. It's like, okay, I've been saying that affirmation for two months, and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see the physical proof of it. So a lot of that physical proof might be around you and you're not noticing. Right. 
because you're looking for just one specific mm-hmm. way, you might be looking for one specific, you know, in terms of money. Mm-hmm. And it, access to money might be right in front of you or, um, you know, access to other resources where you would not have to spend money mm-hmm. could be right there. But if you're just looking for money, a bigger right. paycheck, as the representation, then you might be missing. This. So get that, yeah. yeah. And I love your comment about, yeah, if you're 52 and it's been this way for 35 years, um, it, it might take a, a while for you to truly believe that it can be right. different, even though you are saying the words, mm-hmm. which, you know, just reminds me how fabulous, synchronicity is, and there are no coincidences, because my Facebook post this morning Mm. was a quote from Ayanla Van Zandt. Words can ease your mind for a little while, but when there's a crisis, the mind needs action. You have to do something to back the words, particularly if you have been hearing the same words for years. And and we kind of, if we have that kind of uh, pattern, in our memory blank, you know, in our memory block, and how do we kind of jumpstart out of that? And what are we expecting? I um, I have a devotion. Is it too early to read a devotion? No, Tracy? it's never oh, too early yeah. to read a devotion. Um, but this one is really, and I think expect it's called expectations. And I think expectations is a huge block for me for growth. The twinkling stars seemed especially bright against the pitch black cloudless sky. It was about one in the morning when I stood in my backyard to say goodnight to the day. I heard a familiar yet odd sound. I listened, knowing I had heard the wonderful, soothing sound many times before, but I could not determine what it was. I closed my eyes and allowed the sound to fill my mind. Leaves rustling in the wind. I loved that sound. I opened my eyes and thought, but I don't feel the wind. Since I had not felt the wind, I did not know what I was hearing. I expect to feel wind, and when it showed up as a sound, I didn't recognize it at first. I wonder how often I miss something because it comes in a form I am not expecting. I have a hunch I miss the good God brings me many times because I don't see it as good. Losing a job, a relationship ending, physical difficulty. These are not places I am used to seeing God. I bet if I close my eyes and let the experience fill my mind, I will hear the wonderful, soothing sound of the leaves rustling in the wind. Fabulous. So expectations are a big block for me for growth. You know, if I'm expecting the same old, same old, you know, I am going to create the same old, same old. Right. No matter what words you say, Mm -hmm. your deeper belief Mm -hmm. is that it will be the status quo, no, go ahead. I, I got excited, Bob. Say something. Go ahead. And that it will look a specific way that it might have looked in your mind. And so we don't grow. We keep ourselves exactly where we've always been if we keep putting the same picture and the same expectation into our thoughts. Yes, and I got so excited when you said something that it, because this is so true, and this has been my I think issue for a long time is the deeper what did you the deeper belief? Did you say the deeper thought or the deeper belief? Because I can sit around all day and say, I'm abundant, I am whole, I am one with God, you know. And on the deeper belief, I'm just shuddering like a little kid, scared to death, feeling, you know, out in the cold, all alone, not worthy. And really getting to that deeper belief, because I think that blocks a tremendous amount of growth. And then we get real frustrated, because we are. We're saying our daily mantras, we're doing our meditation, but we're not shifting that deeper core truth of who we believe we are. Right. And if you don't truly change the belief yes. that is at the core, you can't really change the outcome or what shows up in your life. Mm-hmm. Because the universe is always saying yes. Yeah. God is always saying yes. Spirit is always saying yes. And so whatever we really believe or have mm-hmm. high emotion around mm-hmm that is going to be stronger than just a recitation of words that we believe on the surface level. And, you know, and I'm thinking of another concept thing. They talk about act as if. And I do think you can act as if your way through it 
but that takes a lot longer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I think that's part of it. It's part of it. Think and, and you do mm-hmm. change your beliefs by taking action. I mean, the Yana Van Zandt quote, it's like it's good to say the right thing, but you also have to take action. Or mm-hmm. so in um, New Thought, it's very common to hear people say, pray and move your feet. Right. And Ernest Holmes said that. And, um you know, and in the Christian tradition, there's a similar, a similar quote or mm-hmm. saying that's very popular, and it's you know, you you do have to plant the seed, mm-hmm. and you have to take action that says to the universe, "I'm serious about this. Mm-hmm. I really do mean mm-hmm. it." Mm-hmm. You know, and I think one of the reasons that Abraham Hicks and the law of attraction. Timing had a lot to do with, you know, when when that came out a few years ago of people being ready for the message of Law of Attraction. But one of the reasons I think that the initial book was so popular was because they really did a great job of laying out a hierarchy of emotions Mm-hmm. and how you feel about what you're saying mm-hmm. and how you feel about what you're committed to makes a huge difference in whether your subconscious and your, you know, the voice of spirit really hears what you are saying you want and and or who you want to be, that growth right. factor. And so I loved the fact in fact that in this hierarchy of emotions that the point was made that if you feel, you know, terribly frustrated, afraid, if you're near the bottom of that hierarchy and you just start saying affirmations of the exact total opposite, which would be at the top of the hierarchy, you can't make that in one jump. You can't go from number 34 on the list to number one in one jump. And so it's a real great lesson to just look at what might be two or three rungs up the ladder Mm -hmm. and say, okay, let me do affirmations or let me make a clear statement or let me take action that would get me to that point. And so, again, that act as if actually does shift it. It just doesn't shift it as quickly as maybe we want it to or as we think it should. You know, we have the expectation that it would. And so the little tiny incremental shifts upward, how do we celebrate that? I mean, how do we look at each other and really say, good for you, uh, you know, great, great shift, great beginning, great going, so that we don't ever kind of get to that point where we're starting to grow. And it's kind of like a, you know, any kind of fresh new growth of anything, it needs a lot of kind of extra attention and extra care. And to give ourselves permission to celebrate the tiniest of things, you know, usually well, I won't have a big thing to celebrate, but how do I celebrate and give myself a pat on the back for the smallest little shift? Well, I, I think that's something for us to talk about because um, most of the time we don't acknowledge and celebrate our own, our own. Yeah, good point. progress. Mm-hmm. And so we don't even do things as simple as tell a good friend mm-hmm. because we know where we're trying to get to. We know what we want to see evidenced in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so until we get there, you know, we're more likely, most of us, as human beings, we're more, more likely to kind of beat ourselves up and say, why aren't we there yet? Right. Well, wait, it hasn't happened yet. There's nothing to celebrate. So if we don't do that and if we don't let our friends know mm-hmm. or people in our spiritual community or chaplains or practitioners who could could do a treatment or or offer prayer to keep the momentum going, then it's that slows down our growth too mm-hmm. because we're not enlisting that resource of joy. We're not enlisting that resource of celebration right. to say, hey, this is really good. I've made one step, mm-hmm. and now I'm on a firmer footing to go to the next step. Mm-hmm. And until, until you get that footing on the first step, you can't even kind of get yourself propelled or prepared to go to that second step. And I think it's um, it's an interesting thing, and I, I see this a lot in recovery work for trauma drama survivors. You know, it's it's kind of like the peeling of an onion. You, you know, you, you go through one stage of it, one level of it, and you get some closure with that, and you get some comfortability yes. with yes. that, and then you kind of plateau, and you think, oh, thank you, God, this is done, it's past, it's behind me, and then something happens, and like, boom, what happened? 
you know, I'm right back into the fear. I'm right back into the anxiety. I'm right back into. But if we really look at it, we're back in it at a different level. Yes. And it's a higher level. <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's a more mature fear, or you know, it's a deeper level. I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but it's a different level of the fear and the anxiety. And then we go through the whole cycle with that, and then we get to that next plateau. And you know, I think over time the plateaus get longer and more joyful and you know more of life. But I don't, you know, at some point, you know, we're always kind of cycling back to a different level again and again. And to not be discouraged by that, I guess, is what I want to want to point to myself and to others to encourage. Well, here's what Ernest Holmes has to say about demonstrating the law and okay. about growing. Um, there is a law of unfoldment in man which says he can advance only by going from where he is to the place where he would like to be. Mm. This is not because the law is limited, but because it is law. As man unfolds in his mentality, the law automatically reacts to him. The way to work is to begin right where we are, and then through constantly applying ourselves to the truth, we gradually increase in wisdom and understanding, for in this way alone will good results be obtained. If day by day we have a greater understanding and a clearer concept, if daily we are realizing more of truth and applying it in our actions, then we are on the right path and eventually we shall be made free. Mm. It's a wonderful experiment and a great <laughs> adventure to make conscious use of the law, to feel that we can plant an idea in mind and see it gradually take form. And doesn't that pull into the whole daily practice? It you know? absolutely does. And keeping that daily practice, regardless of what's going on externally, and keeping that um, commitment to it, regardless of what we're seeing, if I'm seeing progress or not seeing progress, that you know that I don't give up. Uh, somebody once told me that you know I'm not a I don't run in races, but they said that the last ten yards of any race, physical race, is like the very hardest. And um, I think about that as a metaphor for, you know, when we're just about to get through a fear, get through some sort of emotional issue, it's that last 10 yards, and sometimes we just go, oh, it's too much. And if we only knew, we were so close, right? and we gave up. And it's, you know, my belief system says, you know, we'll have another opportunity, you know, next year to do it again. But then you kind of got to start back from the starting point and, and get all the way through the race again to get to that last 10 yards. So I always encourage myself and I always talk to people about when you really feel like you just can't do it another day, that's when you push through. Right. That's when you go one more day or that's right. when you write one more page or right. that's when you um, just meditate one more time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that is the indicator that you're about to you're break so through. Oh. So I think you're right. I think let's talk about spiritual practices that help us do that, that help us go one more day, that help us try one more time, that help us stay true, you know, to the practice that is the um, fertilizer for the breakthrough. Mm -hmm. But let's take a break before we do that. accent and his amazing spirit of 
generosity and love. Mm. It's so great to have him be a part of the show, uh, even though it's by recording. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, that's a reminder of just having a spiritual community. And you talked uh, before the break about, you know, how do we keep that growth kind of going? How do we manifest our own support system or our own uh, ability to encourage ourselves and each other? And one of the things that has just been so amazing to me at uh, CSL, we call them Sangha. CSL. CSL is Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Texas. And um, the Sangha groups are a prayer, uh, traditional Christianity prayer groups, and and there's a group of four of us that meet once a month and um, hold each other in treatments in the morning and and kind of check in with each other throughout the day. And the three women that I'm in this group with are just kind of like my spiritual mentors. You know, they really um, act as encouragement for me, and they... And they see the little tiny things as, of growth, and they kind of know me. And I think that's a huge thing to be known. I know, um, you know, as a therapist, people always think I can read people's minds. You know, they're like, oh, you just know me. I'm like, no, I know what you tell me. <laughs> you know, and, and that's a huge thing because you can manipulate in therapy, and you can act like you're going to therapy and act like you're getting all this help. But if you're not being honest with a therapist, you know, they're not going to be able to grow. And so being honest with my spiritual community and, reaching out to people that, you know, um, care about me and letting them know how I'm doing, that really does, I think, nurture and feed that growing process for me. And, you know, I'm I'm really aware that some people listening to this may be listening because they're interested in spirituality, but they may not be part of a spiritual community, Mm -hmm. or they may live in a place where there is not a unity church or a center for spiritual living uh, center. And so a a very similar thing, obviously, you you could have a mastermind group that has a focus from a spiritual perspective Mm -hmm. of supporting each other, but you made me think about uh, when you said, you know, the Sangha groups and the, and that the folks in your group are like spiritual mentors. You know, I have two friends who, while we do share some, there's some overlap with our spiritual beliefs. Uh, we're not, you know, all members of the same faith practice. We We have a very eclectic mix that includes, you know, experiences being Catholic, uh, being a part of the Nation of Islam, mm. being Baptist, mm-hmm. being, you know, New Thought, um, a real mix, but in many ways, that's what, uh, you know, if you have some really good friends, by making sure that you talk on a regular basis and that you share that you are, you know, trying to grow in a specific way, they'll support you. Mm-hmm. So the two friends I'm thinking of, you know, we are, live in different cities. We... It's important to us that we continue to nurture our relationship and that we're there for each other. And so a couple of years ago, we decided to schedule a conference call. Oh, cool. Twice a month. Um, So a minimum of twice a month, no matter where we are in the world, whether we're traveling on business or whether we're sitting at home, we get on the phone with each other every two weeks or twice a month and um, make sure that we touch base and we check in and we don't formally say that we will pray for each other, mm-hmm. but it is the same energy. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes it doesn't matter what words you use. Even though we're talking about saying yes to spirit, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do that in the structure of a church or a spiritual right. center. You can create that with your family members or with your friends by being intentional yes. about saying, this is what's going on in my life. This is how you can help me. And I really appreciate your support. And that's different yes. than asking for approval mm-hmm. or agreement. Mm-hmm. And 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 making, like you said, the intention and the conscious effort to do that. I've had several people in my life that have at various times been going through changes, and they've actually made a conscious shift in the people they talk to. Yes. Because they're used to talking to people that have reinforced what has always been in their life, and right. now they're looking to do something different, and it's difficult to get that reinforcement from the people that maybe don't even have it in their own lives to be able to reinforce it. So to make a conscious effort to say, okay, I'm going to start looking for new friends and create a new support system, 
and um, I and it doesn't mean my old my previous friends are bad people. No, they're just not in alignment with my growth. Right, and all of us are have an impulse to mm-hmm. grow mm-hmm. throughout our lives, really. And so as we grow, the people who are perfect comrades, perfect friends, perfect people to work with you know, five years ago may or may not be a good match for who you are becoming now. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard because we don't want to let go of right. the old while we're taking our baby steps to our future. And interestingly enough and oddly enough, many people from our old don't necessarily support us on the new. Exactly. And will find critical, you know, points to make and kind of try to bring us down and say, oh, my goodness, you're crazy, or what are you thinking, or these people are crazy. And so it does take a certain amount of resolve and a certain amount of strength to say, no, this is the direction I want to go. And, again, I think that goes back to listening to spirit because spirit is going to be that encourager for you to say, no, come on, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Right. And you, introduce new people, make right. new people yes. available to mm-hmm. you who can support that, whether it's a full community or it's just the person you meet, that it appears that you met them totally by accident um, have a conversation with them in the parking lot. Yes. And, um, you know, one of one of the people who's been just a true gift for me in the last six months, I met in the parking lot over just an informal comment, right? You know, I comment, she commented about my car and how fun it looks awesome. to drive. And we talked about that and we laughed and... You know, put that in perspective, and you know, and I, and we talked about just kind of life stuff, and it wasn't five minutes probably. And then two weeks later, we show up in a class, and it was like we had known each other forever, and now she's my prayer partner, and we really support each other, and it is, it, it was a real gift. Mm-hmm at a time that I wasn't realizing this will be someone who is a key part of my future. Right, right. And But you were open to that. And, you know, I have a just a bizarre example of that. I was in Tom Thumb and uh, just standing in the middle of the aisle looking for something, and this guy comes up and he said uh, to one of the people that work at Tom Thumb next to me, where are your corn nuts? And, I'm, and you know me, I had to say something about that. I hadn't heard of corn nuts in forever. And I look at him and I go, I love corn nuts. And he was like, really? He goes, I love corn nuts. And I said, I hadn't thought about corn nuts in forever. And this guy was probably in his 50s. And, you know, we struck up a conversation. And he said, I want your phone number. And I'm thinking, this could be good or this could be bad. And so, you know, but I gave him my phone number. I was like, come on down. And so he called me the next day and he said, my wife and I would love to just, like, have you out for dinner and, and then I talked to him about a job, my job loss, and he has been, in the past six weeks, he calls me like every third or fourth day, how you doing? And I mean, how bizarre is that? This guy in Tom Thumb, you know, I mean, we have nothing in common, but he has been a constant source of kind of a little sunshine in my day and really unexpected. But I think exactly as the universe works, people to be supportive, to be helping us grow and to keep going forward in our in our choices, you know, encouraging our positive choices. Yeah. And so spiritual practice some uh, at some level is being open to the new people and the new things that may come to you mm-hmm. that may be stepping stones for you. Uh, Ram Dass in Journey of Awakening is talking about meditation and, um, and, and when you're finding your way to something new, He says, as changes occur through meditation, you find yourself attracted to things that are inconsistent with your old model Mm. of who you are. Mm. And so we say we want to grow, Mm -hmm. and we say we want to grow in our spiritual maturity and in our use of spirituality as a guide in our daily lives. We say that. We say that we want to absolutely say yes to spirit and see where that takes us. And we even will have some spiritual practices like meditation that open the door. But it will not look like, as Ram Dass says, the old model of who I am. And am I really ready? Mm-hmm. Am I really ready to do that? 
Well, what is that old saying? We're really not scared of failure. We're, we're scared of success. You know, we're scared of something being as bold and as exciting and as wonderful as we are. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, put on the brakes. And so can we really accept the splendor and the joy and the glory of who each and every one of us truly is? So thinking about other um, spiritual practices or other practices that help me grow, that help me grow forward, that mm-hmm. help me grow to a stronger walk um, guided by spirit within, um, in the last couple of years um, I've found that really taking classes and having mm-hmm. this conversation with other people who are also committed to growing spiritually mm-hmm. is helpful. And I, I think that fits with your earlier comment about, you know, having the right people around you mm-hmm. and the creating a sense of community. So it doesn't that doesn't have to be at a Sunday service. Right. That could be something more intimate like a mastermind or a sangha group. Mm-hmm. But between those two things, you know, if those are the two ends of the spectrum, in the middle would be, you know, classes. And I really believe that you can attend classes from a variety of faith practices Mm -hmm. and it will still have that effect of pulling you toward Mm -hmm. your vision, strengthening your or deepening your understanding of spirit in your life. And, you know, I do believe that and I also, you know, can highly recommend classes that are part of the curriculum of United Centers for Spiritual Living mm-hmm. um, because they really focus on you as an individual and what do you do. Right. What do you do with your spiritual practices. And it's interesting when you're in a group of people and, and the truth is being talked about and, and the truth is being kind of looked at and talk, spilled over in, in different conversations, it hits everybody wherever they are. Yes. You know, and sometimes... I'll, somebody will say something, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I didn't see that at all. And then as I get a little bit more further along in my path, I'll think back and go, oh, that's what they meant. You know, so, <laughs> you know, I remember, oh, that, that wise one, they knew what they were talking about. And um, so it's like it's never, you know, it's never a wasted, uh, you know, on anybody. If you're speaking the truth, it just hits you wherever you are and takes you that full next step forward. Yeah, I'm laughing because... Um, Two weeks ago in a class assignment, um, part of the reading, one of the four reading assignments was to go back and reread the introduction and the first four chapters of the Science of Mind textbook. And anytime you have a, um, you know, a, a guidebook for a, a faith practice, whether it's the Bible or the Quran, or the Torah, or the Science of Mind textbook, when you read it, you know, and you're at a different level of consciousness, mm-hmm. right? it's a very different book, you know. So I'm yeah. going back reading the first four, pe- four chapters a few weeks ago, and I'm like, wow. In fact, at one place on page 53, I wrote, now this makes <laughs> sense. And I've only read this probably... 12 or 13 Uh times, Mm -hmm. probably more than that, probably 20 or 25 times when I think about, you know, since 1986. Mm. I've read the opening chapters of this book a lot, but this last time, you know, and I look at the things that I highlighted or wrote question marks by before and just kind of read through them, like, how did you not understand that? Your onion is peeling. My (laughs) onion is definitely definitely feeling, or I have a good friend who talks about reading um, Deepak Chopra, you know, a Deepak book and um, on spiritual practices, The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success, and, you know, reading it and then going back and reading it a couple of years later and saying, you know, Deepak rewrote that book <laughs> in the last couple of years. It's the same title, it but it's not. a completely different book. That is so true. <clears throat> and I, I've read a book, God Calling, it's a daily reading for 30 years, every day for 30 years. And you would think I would have memorized it. But, you know, it's really different every year. And the coolest thing about that, um, when my grandmother died, we were going through her things, and we found a copy of that book, God oh, Calling, wow. and her stuff. And I just, you know, so, I mean, I really think, again, 
spiritual truth is spiritual truth is spiritual truth. And so wherever we go and however we grow, as long as we keep moving forward and keep some sort of daily practice, some sort of ritual, some sort of routine, um, for me, that really is the key. So let's take a quick little break, and then we'll come back for the last 15 minutes of the show. And um, if you'd like to call in, the dial-in number is Just Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And, um, you know, as all things kind of come back around, I thought I would read one more devotion that kind of talks about what you started out in our little bird friend. And um, and to me, this is really the key to growth for me, is to get out of my mind and get out of my fear. And this is called Wild Imaginings. And I wrote this just last night. Yay. Uh, He ran from one corner of the backyard to the other and then back again. His nose was in the air and he was barking wildly at the night sky. I called out his name. Trampoline, there's nothing there. You're okay. Come here. Calm down. You're okay. I went to feed my neighbor's dog tonight and he was very upset about some imaginary danger I could not see or hear. I began to think of all the imaginary dangers I have been barking at lately. I'll never get another job. I'll lose my house. I won't be able to care for my four-legged children. I am barking madly at all kinds of imaginary dangers. I have a hunch God is softly repeating, Leslie, there's nothing there. You're okay. Come here. Calm down. You're okay. But in my panicked barking, I do not hear the reassurance. I watched as Trampoline exhausted himself, actually doing nothing. I believe if any of my worries come to pass, I will know exactly what to do in the moment. But in the imaginary moment, all my barking does is exhaust me. Wow. And that to me is the biggest block to growth, is my own imaginary fears, my own imaginary belief system. Exactly. And And especially when that is at the subconscious level and it negates what we say we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Let's go a little bit deeper with that. But we have a caller, and so I'm going to open the lines to a caller from area code 972. You are on the air. What's your comment or question? Um, hi, this is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hey, Sharon. Thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks. I hesitate to call in because um, you guys have such a great flow of conversation going. I hate to interrupt it because I, I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> but Oh, um, but we will flow just as exactly. well. It's part of the flow now, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to um, kind of affirm your comments about the importance of, of community in, in spiritual growth. Um, I've been going to the Center for Spiritual Living for a couple months now, and um, it has really had a big impact on my life, and um, I have met some really great people, inclu- including both of you, and um, it has really helped support me in making the changes in my life that that I wish to, wish to make. Sorry, that was my dog. <laughs> and um, you know, it, it really it, having that support system and having those people um, that. Uh, align with who I want to be instead of who I have been in the past has just been you know, really helpful to me and very important to me. Oh, yeah, it's so powerful to let people see who you want to be and then mm-hmm. allow them to support that. And I know for me that's made a huge difference, whether it's the you know center community or it's the meditation group you know, sangha community, or whether it's just two or three really close friends. We have, we can't do it alone. We're not right. wired to do it alone. 
And I love what you said, Sharon, about being aligned with who you are and becoming. You know, um, it is just it's a powerful, powerful thing to be around people who are of like mind and going through similar things. And, you know, I think that's a lot of the power of AA, too, you know, of getting into a situation where people are all kind of on the same path towards sobriety and encouraging each other. And you have people that have been sober for 20 years and people are just in the door. And it's an amazing community of, of people helping people. And the 13th step is, there's only 12 official steps, but the 13th step is helping others, bringing other people up. And when you're in a spiritual community, you know, it's an amazing thing to watch how much good I get when I see somebody new and, you know, and say, hey, how are you? How did you find the Center for Spiritual Living? And, you know, have a conversation with somebody that maybe has never had a spiritual conversation. That feeds me like, like heroin. <laughs> I love it. So that's a great point, Sharon. And thanks so much for calling in. Yeah. Well, I tried to call in last week, but my computer froze up on me, and so I got distracted. But, um, yeah, the, the other comment I wanted to make, too, about, like, going to classes and things is that, um, you know, when other people share in classes, I, I always hear a little bit of myself in their story. And I oh, yeah. And I so much mm-hmm. by their sharing, and I'm hoping that they're getting something when I share as well, that we can see in each other, you know, similarities in our journey. Um, and uh, Yeah, that's, that's a very, great point. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay, and thanks. it is, it is true, because we are kind of one mind, right? So as we're talking and as we're sharing... We're connecting with uh, with everybody on, on the level that they're ready and willing to connect on. Right. Yeah. You're my new hero, Sharon, for calling in. See, you showed people it can be done. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Okay, thanks for a great show. Okay. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Talk about, Tracy, that, that idea of community and the idea of how does that work in terms of deepening my belief system? Because, again, I really think it's my anxiety that stays kind of vibrating on a certain level while my words are vibrating on a different level. And does my community and the choices I make each day and my daily practice, you know, how does that shift my lower vibration of my belief system? If I'm listening to you ask the question, the image that came to mind took me all the way back 40-plus years to the Civil Rights Movement. And Mm. I thought about how it was a powerful claim on the universe, a powerful claim that all people would be treated equally, all people would be treated Mm. fairly. And as an individual, I might believe that, that I deserve to be treated equally. I deserve equal treatment. I deserve equal schooling. And it's one thing to 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 walk that mm-hmm. as an individual, okay, and to try to make that happen in your life as an individual, and to truly believe it, and you know, and get faced with all kinds of mm-hmm. barriers along the way. Right. But that image of a group of people marching arm in arm with Martin Luther mm-hmm. King or other leaders in front, mm-hmm. and as far back as the eye can see. There are people linked arms mm. stepping together, stepping together, stepping together, and peacefully claiming with resolve the same thing. Now, the political part of that, the political action part of that, okay, you're trying to change a system. But I'm thinking for me as an individual, if I just really believed that, mm-hmm. but now I'm walking arm in arm with wow. these other hundreds or thousands of people mm-hmm. in solidarity, mm-hmm. that makes it deeper in me. And I think that's, that's the image that came to mind, but that's really what happens when we align ourselves with community yes. of other people who spiritually believe what we believe or are on a similar path. It's like we're linking arms and saying, yes, this this can be this is true. Look, it's not just me. Awesome. Leslie believes that too. Petra believes that too. Chris is showing me the way in her example. Sharon is showing up. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's that's the power. It is affirming within yourself mm-hmm. that you not so much that you're not alone. 
but there are other people on the same journey, mm -hmm. on the same path. And you still have to take your own steps. They can't do it for you. Yes. But you, the people you knew before who maybe aren't on the same spiritual journey, mm -hmm. you know, they're taking their steps mm -hmm. with people who are like-minded with them. You still have to take your own steps to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And being that community to each other, and, and, and that's a big hope for me for this, for this radio show is to get people talking to each other and encourage people to talk to random people because you just don't know who's going to be the corn nut guy, you know, who's going to be the guy that comes in your life this week that you have no idea, but he's going to be that encouraging, he's going to be that little voice of spirit. And who are you going to be the voice of spirit to? Exactly. You know, who needs you to be their corn nut guy, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So how do we say yes again and again and again and strengthen each other and encourage each other and and and, uh, and and know that that in itself, day by day by day, will absolutely transform that deeper core belief if it happens to be not a positive self-belief. If, if I absolutely take those steps every day and move forward linked in arms, my very DNA is going to change. I really believe. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and scientists have proven that our bodies physically are completely a new body. All the cells in our bodies transform and regenerate, you know, in seven years or less. Crazy. Seven years from now, you are not physically the same being. And so the commitment to grow and to allow spirit to be the voice that leads you, you know, I, I can look back seven years ago mm -hmm. and see that I've had lots of growth. Mm -hmm. And I can expect that seven years from now, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I will be someone different than I am now. And so I, I just want to be not so afraid of it. Yes. I don't want to be. I don't want to wait until I have repeated and recurring disasters in my life mm -hmm. to make me move in that direction or to 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 inspire me in a from a quote unquote negative mm -hmm. point of view, mm -hmm. from a crisis point mm -hmm. of view. I don't want to be like the little bird in the cinder block mm -hmm. being afraid to move because of the shadow that really is just my own shadow. Mm -hmm. So um, I and want to grow. And we do have a choice to grow from good. I think people think, and I certainly have believed, that I have to <laughs> grow from bad. Yeah. But that really is not true. I can grow from good. I can go from good to better to best. I think uh, Rep. Petrus talked about let go of the angel so you can get to the archangel. I mean, yeah. you know, really I think we have the idea that we have to grow from bad experiences, and we can grow from good. So um, let's put a cap on growth and growing, not on our actual growth and growing, but on this conversation about growth and growing um, as we prepare for what's coming up next. So um, next week we're going to focus on the theme of love, mm. which will be really interesting mm. to see what we talk about because love is like huge. We have an hour, right? right? We only have an hour and... In fact, almost everything we do talk about is talking about love. So right now at this moment, we have no idea exactly what little segment of love we're going to try to pull out, but that is what we're going to talk about in our next show. And between now and then, uh, between now and then, we invite you to join us um, tomorrow night on Tuesday evening. Um, and uh, join us in a meditation from 10.30 p.m. to 11.00 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, if that time doesn't work for you, um, you will be able to listen to the recording. We talk a lot about spiritual practice mm -hmm. and how that helps us say yes to spirit. And so we're going to be recording a series of meditations that will guide you in, have music playing in the background, and guide you out at the end of 30 minutes so that you can just release whatever's been going on in your day. We hope you'll join us right here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash YTS. Say yes to spirit with Leslie and Tracy.
Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.